Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. Podcast. Today's episode features Mervyn Sunbow with a message on forgiveness. It is an amazing thing how we can come to a camp like this with something on our heart. We do not want it to be just our thinking. We don't want it to be a self thing. Oh, I, I must minister because this, I've got this important thing. It has nothing to do with what I think is important. But this thing was on my heart as we came into these meetings. And as Brother Brian opened the door this morning, I thought, oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That is what it is about. That is important in the very hour in which we live. You know, brothers and sisters, we cannot miss steps. If you're climbing a ladder, you better hit every rung at at the right time. Or you might lay on your back at the bottom of it. One rung at a time. Step by step until you reach whatever your goal is. Have you ever watched a, a baby... A little child, he has stages of growth. And he must go through all of the stages. From his mother's arms to eventually getting on the floor. And before they start to to crawl, they start to rock. Getting ready. Going backwards instead of forwards for a while. But eventually they get to know how to go forward and get to where they want to go. Little by little, this child crawls all over the house and up the stairs and falls down the stairs. And pretty soon he realizes that mom and dad and brothers and sisters can walk on two feet. Why can't I do that? And so then he begins and he holds on to whatever he can hold on to and he starts to walk. Stages of growth from the babe in his mother's arms, the suckling babe, to walking, to running, to jumping. Hallelujah. Growth. I don't know, maybe you know someone who has gone from the, from the, uh, didn't go through the crawling stage. Maybe, maybe somebody did. I don't know. But I'll tell you, typically, they go through the crawling stage. And they can't miss that. Because it's a preparation for being able to be mobile and to be able to walk. Brothers and sisters, if we think we can miss out stages in this walk with God, if we think we can miss out stages in our advance to the kingdom of God, if we think we can miss out stages in becoming a manifest Son of God, I've got news for you. If you've never heard this before, well then it's real news. But I know you've heard it before. If there is unforgiveness in our hearts, 
in my heart or in your heart. The Bible tells us what to do with it. It is not, it would be nice. It sure would be nice if you forgave your brother, your sister, your wife, some member of your family. It would be nice if you did that. It is a command. You must. Pardon the plain talk. But I don't think this is the, the, the day of playing with things. I, I think the Lord speaks pretty plainly to us in His Word. I like the way He speaks. There's nothing wishy-washy about it. He speaks plain. And He speaks truth. And He speaks what every one of us need in our lives from time to time. I want to tell you a little story. I remember a time in my life when I was offended over something. I couldn't even tell you what it is about now. I don't remember. And I don't care to remember. But I remember I was pretty hurt over something. And I was kind of moping around and walking around and, and, and pretty sad. And you know, as I thought about it, the Spirit of the Lord seemed to come to me at that time. And this is what He showed me. Or this is what he, he, He's told me in my thoughts. I didn't hear an audible voice. You're offended. You're offended. I went to the cross for you. They drove nails into my hands and into my feet for you. They put a crown of thorns on my head for you. They thrust that sword into my side for you. You're offended. And when it was all over, I said, Father, Forgive them. For they know not what they do. He said that for the ones that drove the nails into his hands and into his feet. He said that for all those that stood by as spectators and watched his spectacle. That abused him that shouted things to him, that were disrespectful. He said it for them, and he said it for you, and he said it for me. I'll tell you, I have never forgotten that, because it came to me in such reality that I thought, Lord, I don't want to ever be offended again because of what you did for me. Without offense. Oh, He taught us so much. What God taught us. What, what Jesus taught us. He taught us by example. I can say a lot of things. I can say this and I can say you should do this and you should do that. He showed us by example. How to walk. 
how to think, how to talk. He showed us what was important. And all he says to you and to me, walk in them. Walk in my ways. My truths have been expanded unto you. They will never fall by the wayside. They are truths today and they are truths forever. Walk in them. I'm sometimes a little bit amused. You know, I was a teacher, so I kind of said things straight. So maybe you'll forgive me. I'm sometimes a little bit amused by those that say, well, you know, I've come here for a long, long time now. I've never heard anything new. Nothing new. Is that right? I'll tell you something. This is new. Whatever you enter into, whatever you have not entered into and you enter into is new. Whether you've heard it before or not, it is new. And as far as revelation is concerned, I'm not against revelation. God has revealed many, many things to us. He showed us many, many things. What has He said in regard to those things that He said to us? He said, walk in them. Let them become a living, breathing part of you. And I think He expects that. I think He insists upon that. I think He desires with all of His heart that His people would be a forgiving people. I remember one time I can't remember what it was we were dealing with. But I remember Brother Smith said, and I've never forgot it. He said, if we don't get this straight, if we don't get it right, we're not going to grow another spiritual inch. I thought, wow. I want to grow. It's all about growth. It's a wonderful thing to see the many people that are here this morning. Wonderful. Even more wonderful is that during these meetings, there would be growth in every one of our hearts that we would be not the same as we came in because of the visitation of the Holy Spirit. In many, many different ways. And this is the way He's moving this morning. And He's saying to us, Get this right. Get it right. If you harbor those things in your heart, that have to go, then let them go. If you need help to get rid of them, then get the help you need. You may be able to do it right where you sit, and that's okay. But some of you may need a little extra help in the, in, in, in the things we're talking about here this morning.
I want to give you a couple of scriptures that are pretty dynamic. You can choose a plethora of scriptures on forgiveness. Let me give you two or three. Ephesians 4.32 And be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has forgiven you. You see that? You forgive, even as Christ has forgiven. Colossians 3, 12, 12 to 15. Therefore, as elect, the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness and humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do. In other words, forgive us freely as the Lord has forgiven you. But above all things, which is the bond of perfection, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. I've just chosen the, the Phillips on that last part. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, remembering that as members of the, of the one body, you are called to live in harmony, and never forget to be thankful for what God has done for you. How often... Do we see the personality rather than the Christ that dwells within a person? How often are we rubbed the wrong way because our personality doesn't quite mesh with someone else's? It's not about personalities. We are all different. If you lived with me for a while, you would find out some things you don't know that I tend to hide as best I can. But the Lord works on us all. And all He wants from you and me right now, is a willing heart. If He is placing something within your heart right now, regarding forgiveness, then you know that you need to deal with it. Yes, He will help you. Yes, He will be right there. He's standing right at the door. You open it a crack, and He will be right there to meet you where you are. The only way that nothing will happen is you keep the door slammed shut. I will not. I cannot. You don't understand the magnitude of this problem. No, I don't. But I know somebody that does. Christ knows the magnitude of the problem. Christ can deal with the problem. It doesn't matter how great it is. 
It doesn't matter how, how, how complicated it might be. He is a God of simplicity. He makes crooked places straight. Hallelujah. And He can do that for you this morning. Amen? Matthew 6, 14 and 15. Jesus speaking. Jesus speaking. What voice are you hearing? Not mine. Right now you're hearing Jesus speaking. For if you forgive men their trespasses, their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Listen to the next part of the verse. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, their sins, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses or your sins. Pretty powerful, isn't it? Pretty powerful statement. Jesus said it. In Luke 6.37, Jesus speaking. You noted that, haven't you? This is Jesus that's speaking. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. That's what he said. If you forgive, you will be forgiven. There was one thing that came, oh, there are many things, but one thing I noted as I believe the Spirit of God was kind of impressing some of these things on my heart before the camp began, that God is a God of reconciliation. He's a God of of restoration. I will restore what the canker worm has eaten, what the caterpillar and the palmer worm. I will restore. What has the caterpillar eaten away in your life? What is this army of, of I don't know what you would call them, Predators or insects or what? What is he? What, what is the? What? What is he? What has been eaten away? God wants to restore it because He's a restoring God. Every time that Israel failed. God took them back. He would restore the relationship just as soon as they returned to Him. And they began to walk away, far away from Him. I could give you examples of that. Where they strayed a long way. They became like the nations around them. That's so far they strayed. They offered their sons and daughters 
to their, to, to their idols. This is to the, the state to where Israel had come. And yet, when they realized the error of their ways, and they desired to be restored, He was right there to restore, to reconcile. And it's the same God today that we serve. There's something that thrilled my heart, and it it's related to what we're talking about. When I looked into the uh, Genesis, and I read about the the sin that Adam and Eve fell into, and how they ate of the the uh, tree of the that they shouldn't eat of, the tree of knowledge. The tree of life was in the garden. And when they partook of the, of the, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they sinned. And that sin caused separation. And they were driven from the garden of Eden. But I saw something there that I didn't see before. And that was this. That the tree of life, they could not eat of it in the state they were in because they would go on living in that state. But what did God do about that tree of life? He protected it. He sent His angels to guard it. You read the Scripture. That's what he did. He sent angels to guard that tree of life. Because he had something in mind for that tree of life down the road. That's why. In other words, what I see there is that the restoration, the reconciliation began even right after the sin took place. God was already preparing. God already putting in place restoring man back to himself. And that will continue. That will continue until he has restored all that he desires to restore. I trust, brothers and sisters, that some of God will take a message that's so flawed in so many ways. And somehow burn it into your heart. Because I'm not important to this. But if the Spirit of God is reaching out to you this morning, I just desire with all that is within me that you would respond. That you would respond to this flawed message. Because that's what's important. The words can fail. 
the right words or the wrong words can be used. But the message is, let God do in your heart what He wants to do. If you just want help with prayer and seeking God to release you, to release you, Forgiveness is a gift we give to ourselves. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the, the violet sheds on the, on the heel that has crushed it. What a fragrance. It's a step we cannot leave out. If we think we're going to go on into the glorious things that God has for us and leave this, somehow unattended to, I think we're mistaken. If you've heard me tell this story before, then you're hearing it again. When I was teaching in about a grade 10 class, came across a poem. I love poetry. That's why I write it to my wife. And she pretends she likes it. Poet was named Edwin Markham, American poet, none of which matters. It's about four lines. So you know what poetry is? It's compressed thought. You say a lot in a few words. And he said a lot in four lines. He drew a circle that shut me out. Heretic, rebel, a thing to flout. But love and I had the wit to win. We drew a circle that took him in. You want a little background to it? Edwin Markham had come to the end of his life, working life. He had put all of his confidence in a financial advisor who looked after pretty well all of his money, invested it for him. He was busy writing poetry. He didn't have much time to look at what was happening with his financial affairs. Came to the end of his life, working life. There was nothing there. It had all been squandered into bad investments, and, and he was devastated. This was his whole retirement Gone. And he, he was just overtaken by, by feelings of, of uh, resentment and, and revenge and how could this fellow do this to me? Don't even tell me. Here I've come. I, w- I want to retire. I want to, I want to, I want to be free. No, no. There's no money to be free. He sat one day. At his desk. And there was a piece of paper in his, on his desk. And a pen in his hand. And he said to himself as he sat there. I must forgive. I will forgive. I must be free of this. These feelings that I have. That are binding me. 
I must, I will. And the result was outwitted. And he felt all of that resentment drain from his body as he wrote that four-line poem. Why? Because he had entered into a spiritual principle, that's why. And that's what changed Markham. And he was never the same after that experience. I'd like to read to you, it's called The Cold Within. You know what we read in Ezekiel? I'll take the stony heart. I'll take the stony heart out of you. I'll, br- I'll, I'll, I'll give you a new spirit. I'm using my own words here. I could look it up, but I won't. I'll just say it the way it comes to me. I'll take the stony heart out, out of your breast. I'll give you a new spirit. I will give you a heart of flesh. You say, well, I haven't got a stony heart. A heart of unforgiveness is a stony heart. A heart of flesh is that malleable and pliable heart that yields to the moving of the Spirit of God. The cold within. Six humans trapped by happenstance in black and bitter cold. Each one possessed a stick of wood, or so the stories told. Their dying fire in need of logs, the first woman held hers back. For on the faces round the fire, she noticed one was black. The next man, looking across the way, saw one not of his church and couldn't bring himself to give the fire his stick of birch. The third man sat in tattered clothes. He gave his coat a hitch. Why should his log be put to use to warm the idle rich? The rich man just sat back and thought of the wealth he had in store and how to keep what he had earned from the lazy, shiftless poor. The black man's face bespoke of revenge as the fire passed from his sight. For all he saw in his stick of wood was a chance to spite the white. And the last man of this forlorn group did not accept for gain. Giving only to those who gave was how he played the game. The logs held tight in death's still hands was proof of human sin. They didn't die from the cold without. They died from the cold within. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.